I just want to know what, what the, because apparently Facebook had copied the Clubhouse thing. Well, what yeah. was that called? Uh, I forgot the Facebook. name. Um, not just, it wasn't just Clubhouse, though. They copied that app that it's just voice memos back yeah, yeah. Like, there's no text in it. And mm-hmm. there was, a, it's a whole app. But what's it called? Because I can't I find it. I can't remember. <laughs> I know that they tried to launch it as a separate thing where they tried to be like, it's not Facebook. I saw it on. It's ketchup. Ketchup. Ketchup? Ketchup. Ketchup. You're still peeking quite a bit there, Owen. You were also peeking. Oh, no. If that is useful feedback, I was thinking. I think it's actually Squadcast. I think it's Squadcast. Because, like, both of you, when you talk, are. Oh, Freddie was, but now she's. It doesn't sound like turn it down more, but uh, ketchup. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) It sounds like ketchup. It's the worst name. Ketchup. Welcome to Ketchup by Mark Zuckerberg. At least they have bad SEO. I searched ketchup and it is nowhere. It's all. Yeah, I had to type app behind it for it to like make any sense. Okay, so things to talk about today. We've got Twitter slash Trump slash Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, man, that guy sucks. He's pathetic. Um, I also want to talk about like Nebula real quick because I just learned about it 10 minutes ago. Um, Your Stack, the new product by Product Hunt. I don't know. Is anybody on there yet? I'm, I'm on there. Not on there yet. We talked about it. Yeah, I tried um, it. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> exactly. I don't hate... Well, it's cool. I mean, well, let's talk about it in the show. Um, okay, so I don't want to talk about Apple Glasses, but I want to talk about the rumors around Apple Glasses. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. And then Tella, uh, at my f- acquaintance friend... I I guess I'll call him my friend. This guy I know. He's a Kiwi that lives in Amsterdam. Kiwi. It just happens to not be any of the other Kiwis that we know in Amsterdam. And um, he started a new company recently where they're, they want to be somewhere between Google Slides and Loom. Hmm. And I started playing with it and it's cool. Dig it's it. very cool. Um, and then uh, Magic Leap, right? Oh my God, they're the worst. Oh and God. then... Freddie said Clubhouse versus Facebook catch up. Facebook fucking suck. Sorry, I'm done. Um, <laughs> I think it's cool to talk about because it's like one of those apps that uh, started happening while this social distancing thing is going on. But it's also, I mean, it boils down to Facebook just being dicks. So I think there's a we could there's a larger take in there that like clubhouse doesn't doesn't have legs it's a bunch of white dudes recording themselves as well <laughs> and, and i also of course facebook copied that i also like talking about it because i was very confused about it and i know now know, like have done a little bit more research in it and so maybe other people are also confused about it which is what i mean but if if we don't have time we can skip that one and talk about it next week can i just say that i thought clubhouse for like a good month was club penguin that yes. game that kids play like back from the dead <laughs> no it never died like i've literally yeah, it's still popular posts. i've seen posts screenshots from club penguin 
for the past five years. That's like, the one that it, was full of Nazis. For a while, right? Yeah, and people will screenshot it and share it on Tumblr, and then yeah. those make their way to like Instagram and Twitter eventually. Yeah, and those memes are really good. And so when people start talking about Clubhouse, and then we have a friend Lily who used to work at Uber. She she changed her avatar to a club penguin, but she's always tweeting about Clubhouse. So it like definitely made me think for like a month that every time mm-hmm. someone was talking about Clubhouse, I was like, oh, Club Penguin's like gotten popular again now that it's COVID. <laughs> oh, that is quite funny. It probably yeah, has. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Ready? I'm so ready. ready. Podcast episode 139. Podcast that looks at tech now shaping the world around you. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and with me today are Kevin Kamati. Oh, I'm Williams. Hello, friends. Hello. We did it. We did yeah, it. You did it, Zach. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I feel like I keep picking up um different lines no, from perfect. like YouTubers' intros. Oh, like it's and, smash that smash yeah. that subscribe. Um, my other podcast, I started the other day by going, hey, and I was like, shit, <laughs> that's not how I start that one. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's very good. How How is Amsterdam? It's warm. Amsterdam lockdown. Oh, uh, lockdown? Uh, weather? Is, what lockdown, you mean? Oh. Yeah. Well, so like no one, I mean, not no one, a lot of people here never took it seriously to begin right. with. But now that they're already backing out of lockdown supposedly it's it's as if nothing changed here except some businesses you still can't go in but Mm. it's definitely weird i went to the park with freddie and my partner last was that last weekend freddie Mm -hmm. and it was um oh no not that day the thursday before it was like the hottest day of the year so far we'd had it was like Mm. well over 24 outside oh wow and the park was so crowded that they closed all the gates but the main entrance to Vondel yeah. Park and because yeah. Vondel Park has a fence around it right and um they when I by the time I left which was around like 4 p.m um uh you had to leave out the main gate and they weren't letting anyone new in mm-hmm. it was like once people leave they would let people in and yeah. I went around the corner and there were people jumping the fence to get into the <laughs> oh. park <gasps> it was it was pretty wild it was like one in, one out, as if, and they had bouncers. They had bouncers that you would usually Sick. see at clubs. Like yeah. they were the same type of people, same company too. Oh, and it just felt so weird that like the hottest place to be right then was just Fondle Park just outside. Um, but the thing, that, <laughs> the, the thing that I thought was interesting there was um, we were sitting quite deep in the park. The part that was really close to the entrance was really 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 crowded it looked yeah. like a festival was going on mm-hmm. and i i didn't really understand why people didn't like spread out more because this park is quite a big park yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know it's weird sometimes it feels super normal but then um brief moments when you like want to go to the supermarket for one item are moments yeah. when you're like oh no it's definitely There's nothing normal <laughs> or yeah Lining up for the pharmacy is my favorite. Actually, no. My favorite lockdown activity was that we lined up to go to a garden center for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the guy inside was wearing a gas mask. (laughs) 
Oh my wow. god, it's outdoors. I biked past, there's a big garden center to like the east of the city that's pretty popular. And oh, yeah. I biked past there and there was like a queue around the around the block. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like, it's weird because you can have brief moments of normality, although we're not anywhere near that here at all. Uh, <laughs> um, there's like brief moments where you're like, oh, this is all right. <laughs> then it is not the, the next moment. We had, we had a similar park incident in toronto uh over the weekend last weekend there's a very famous park here called trinity bellwoods it's just like the big city park and it was like rammed and it looked like a festival and um apparently it was so busy that the enforcement officers were too scared to go in because they can like fine people a thousand dollars for not for being like too many people and so the worst part was they ended up like coming out and saying like oh this shit about it and then um all these photos of the mayor there he like he went there uh all these photos of him come out the next day and everyone's like why was the mayor in this park and so he had to apologize for it it was like this whole crazy thing but now we have those like circles like in san francisco oh yeah where, which is actually i think pretty cool i think it's like a cool i think there's all of this is like culture nudging like i think you you just have to teach most people don't realize how bad it is because they're not exposed to like the realities of it, right? So like most people, oh yeah, it's just a park, whatever. Like we can all lick each other, like it's all fine. Nobody got sick, except they actually do, and it's just that they don't know anybody who did yet. Yeah, and <laughs> it's interesting because that's the thing here too, eh? So uh, people can get uh, fines for being too close to each other, being in too big of a groups, whatever. But with the park so full, I saw. Yeah. I mean, there was police everywhere. They had this 70s van that had stickers on it that said something about social distancing. And they were just really? like, like there was this giant speaker on it. I was just like, stay away from each other and like, <laughs> keep to the rules. And it felt like, yeah, it was like, it was like an old Chevy or something. It was, it really was an econo line. It was wow. an old, but it was in, it looked brand new. That yeah. was it was it was crazy. It looked like it had rolled off the assembly line in 1976 today. It was wow. so weird. Yeah, it looks like it. it looked like someone's pet project, but then yeah. it's like by the government or something. Yeah. Um, but I think I think they they don't really um, do stuff uh, because I assume if they start giving out tickets to people, then I mean people could start rioting or like i did i did hear about people getting fined at funnel park yeah it's just that it's hard to do at scale right like you have to do it before the park got full and it's i imagine it's hard to like yeah at some that. point yeah <laughs> um the, the fines are 390 euro yeah that has to be big so enough to like do something but not big enough to bankrupt <laughs> people it's weird that sucks because nobody's fucking I was saying, nobody right has now. money right now yeah um, but i suppose that's the point is they're trying to scare you into not going um should but, we uh, talk tech yes well, yes how it's shaping the world around us <laughs> I, was, I suppose that would be a good idea um <laughs> not 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 the twitter trump facebook I'm oh sure. let's not go let's, let's not we'll spend too long on it yeah um Okay, I want to talk about Apple glasses. <laughs> All right. There's a whole host of rumors, and I every think, year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the part that I think is the most interesting slash weird is the huge divide that exists right now in that very small group of like professional Apple leakers. Yeah. 
the like there's that one guy who's like somehow knows everything going on in the supply chain yeah. and there's like the other guy that goes through all the code of every developer build of all of apple software yeah, i wish to i had find time. code names yeah but you know who i'm talking there's like five yeah. people yeah. and or six people right it's a very small group that are like that deep into the apple rumor mill and they have like the big like they post the like 45 minute reads with like here's all my predictions for next year yeah. and anyway there's sort of this big battle raging in that very small group because it started with one guy going like, based on the supply chain, I say Apple glasses are coming out in 2022. And mm-hmm. then this other guy was like, I rarely disagree with this guy, but I've seen that it's coming out this fall. <laughs> and so it, there's this huge like, and what it will look like and what it will have and not have. And will there be this Steve Jobs edition where they're the round frames that steve jobs used to wear um but what was sort of confirmed is that regardless of what they look like on the outside they're going to be ar glasses they're going to require an iphone to use and they originally had dual cameras on them which they took off and they will just have dual lidar sensors on them i'm assuming the same tech that's been put in the back of the ipad that we'll probably see on iphones this year yeah yeah I think that makes a lot of sense. It's funny because I'm looking at uh, Apple Glasses timeline on MacRumors.com, like the place. <laughs> this whole industry is so shit. And even even in this timeline, they they have th- that argument. It says John Prosser claims Apple is working on Steve Jobs Heritage Edition <laughs> AR glasses. German calls rumor complete fiction. Yeah, honestly, I think a lot of this is wishful thinking. <laughs> like, I think it's people project what they want. Okay, I, I, look, first take is whatever you think it will be, it will be bad. The first one will be like so chonky and sad. And remember, just like, like the it's first so, iPhone. Yeah, well, even Apple like one. it makes me think of the iPad. The iPad, the first iPad was like that thick boy. Remember how thick yeah. that lad was? It was like square edges. It was chon- like prepare yourself for it to be like. Pretty Google Glass, I think, would be the first first take on this. I don't know if you've seen the new Focals by North. Like, there's that company. Um, they're in, based in Toronto. Uh, they make a Google Glass style thing that's kind of like, well, it's not styled that way. That would be the wrong way to put it. It's combined with, it's like if Google Glass was Snapchat, uh, whatever those are called, Snapcam. The spectacles, that's it. It literally is like that, but it's in the lens and like it's prescription and stuff. Um, but they chonky like there's just you got to put a battery somewhere and i think yeah even if it were ready this year i doubt they would release it, it- <laughs> uh, well yeah it's it's weird i think that like it doesn't they've, they've acquired a bunch of companies in the space and i think like maybe they got the tech they needed to make like pull this off yeah like the tech the technology wise in a in a smaller frame so it's like the apple watch like when yep. it came out i was like it's too big it was so chonk <laughs> it pretty much is still pre- it's pretty chonk yeah. still yeah um so yeah i don't know i don't know what people are hoping for from it I, I, like that's what i'm genuinely curious about is like what do you think this will do so yeah that's what i want to talk about like because like when we say apple glasses like my brain kind of goes to um what google tried to do with the google glasses but i think it would make a little bit more sense as they've been like working on ar and vr for uh, quite some time now Mm -hmm. they've been trying to shove it down our ipads 
even though, um, even, though even though the iPad is supposed to be for professionals drawing, hmm, yeah. um, maybe it will make sense in the future. But yeah, like you'll 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 look at the world like you're some sort of weird dad on a holiday in Italy. <laughs> weird dad. Um, well, actually, probably a very normal dad. But like, if you look at the <laughs> the the patents, 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 yeah, patents that they yeah. have. I wonder if if it's if it's is it gonna be like one of those ski goggle type of situations that you use when you're sitting down, or is it really gonna be like this fashiony like thing that I'm supposed to wear to the supermarket? I think it's wear it in public. Um, it depends though. A lot of it, like I think spectacles, is probably the right way to be thinking. Um, I don't think it's something. I think that it'll be positioned as something that you wear selectively if that makes sense. Like, I don't think it will be good enough in the first revision. Like that's why spectacles were in sunglasses. Like they were very specific that like, Hey, like this isn't for like wearing at your desk while you compute. Like, right, right. Um, and I think it's something in that. I think the other thing I want to say really quickly is like, this might be where Apple shows its hand in terms of like, man, it's bad at software. <laughs> um, in terms of like, because I'm thinking about like where Google Glass failed uh, was actually like, I would argue the hardware, but the software was actually really interesting. Like they had all the predictive stuff and whatever. And like, I'm just trying to imagine a pair of glasses with Siri in them. And I'm just like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I'm still anti-Siri, if I'm honest. I really, <laughs> I really, really, really hate talking to objects. It makes me feel like a dick. I'm anti- hey, Google, voices. turn on the lights. No, I hate all that stuff. Yeah. Um, didn't even work. <laughs> um, I love it. So, okay, combined with my take that Google would be better at software, but um, it's interesting to me a lot of the things that would need to be interesting to like make this good. Unfortunately, also rely on Facebook. <laughs> like oh, it, it's interesting. this interesting world where like i think oculus has a really i really hate this this about oculus but like the reason oculus can be good is because your friends are there potentially if they can convince people to buy them apple was like the, like i'm trying to think of the things they could do that like where they are that would be interesting other than like commerce related things <laughs> and i'm just like and, and like oh look it's a message and i just don't Here's yeah. my, here, like, this is my entire take. I don't want another thing that's about notifications. <laughs> like, I'm so, right, right. like, the Apple Watch, the worst thing about the Apple Watch is, like, your wrist is now your tweet DMs. Like, it's yeah, the worst. Um, I, There's a, a book, there's a series of books by Daniel Suarez that came out, I don't know, a decade ago, it feels mm-hmm. like, uh, Damon and Freedom, where it, it talks about this, like, there's the world, and then there's sort of an AR world right. that's an overlay of the world that a whole different set of things exist in. And that's where yeah. people are like spending a lot of their time is in this like AR. It, it pretty much like if Apple did it in uh, an open way yeah. where people could leave AR objects in space for everybody to see. Yeah. Uh, obviously really cool. What comes with that is abuse, right? Yeah. Like, and also, Racist graffiti in the real world is bad. Just yeah. wait. 
but also there's some classicism in yeah. there possibly yeah. mm-hmm. because like not everyone can afford to have those classes yeah. so now there is things that some people can see and some people can't i mean this has always kind of been a thing yeah. and i i know like in in ways it's also like we've had this with phones we've had this with computers um like i had my computer like super young but i know a lot of people that only got a computer when they were like 16 um which is not really a thing right now for younger generations but you know like um there is always a bit of segregation i guess uh with new technology but like not just cost too, like internet access yeah well, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm mostly curious about, like, all of these things. I think that art, there's really interesting possibilities for art in particular, um, although without cameras, I'm curious how that would work. Well, um, it'll just be all Animoji. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you remember that Snap camera thing about the landmarks and, like, how yeah. they made the real world interactive? I just don't know if Apple has such a, like, creative bone in its body anymore. You just but... buy Snap. Yeah, well, that's like a weird, like, I, I weirdly agree with that take. Like, if it was built into the Apple camera, it would be so interesting to do that. I mean, I, I'm optimistic. Like, it, you know, they always figure this stuff out, like, whatever. But it isn't, I don't think it's this year. Like, I think we're barely there with VR, AR. And, like, maybe a good tangent here is that Magic Leap is basically imploding right now as well. Like, this is the only other company yeah. that was even playing at that level. I was thinking about like what was magic leap again was that like the thing where you could like do the thing with your computer but with your hands or yeah it was like put the elephant in your hand like it was oh. ar goggles uh, independent uh, no you're talking about two different startups you're right yeah i'm confused which one are you talking about I Mo- thought... motion leap is the other one oh yeah okay yeah oh, because right. there, was about this, them. <laughs> there was a company and you could like have this little box on your desk and yeah. then you could be like i'm a magician get then with your yeah, maybe yeah. they call it well, right. leap, leap motion. Leap yeah, motion. that's yeah. So not that company, Magic Leap, the company with which I think was the most funded startup of all time, that everybody thought was vaporware, oh. and they made everybody move. Like all these engineers moved to Florida to build it. Then they released these like goggles that look like you're wearing an eighties uh, pair of yeah, eighty pairs, eighties pairs of ski goggles with this like little puck like, you had to put on your belt because like. They- they looked like um like, guys. <laughs> like spy equipment yes, from a yes. movie in the eighties. Like yeah, James like James Bond, Bond would have had it in the eighties. Spy goggles with the belt thing that's like small. and somebody would have said enhance. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um. So that's that's what they released, and it was like designed to go for consumers, but it was also thirty eight hundred dollars, and it was a developer kit, and they had been building this for years with all of those insane demos. Right, Where there was like the elephant in the hand, and like the room with the guns and like the where to workshop demo and all of this dumb shit that turned out to be all rendered, even though they kept saying it wasn't renders. Oh, um, yeah. And so they released the product and then the pandemic happened and they basically couldn't raise any more money. And so uh, like in the last three weeks, they've basically imploded. Like they went from not selling any of that hardware because nobody wanted to build, like it was too much money to risk um and not that bit much better than hololens which i don't know if you recall this thing but like that still exists too that's um, the microsoft one right yeah which we can come back to in a second but um so magic leap now raised a bunch more money but the new the old ceo is out the guy who built the company and like burned all their money uh, and they've pivoted to enterprise surprise surprise like every possible thing and so maybe it is worth talking about hololens as well i think this one is also a slow burn 
um but in public it's really interesting that microsoft it exists you can buy it very easily as a developer uh everybody forgets that this is a thing i suspect that their play is very much a slow burn unlike apple who will release it and figure out the apps later microsoft is like oh for five years we had this thing you could buy if you gave a shit um <laughs> and now here's the consumer version and honestly hololens is insane like if you, i don't know if you ever tried it but it is genuinely mm-hmm. like fucking good but just like early so just to just to back up about magic leap real quick yes so they have raised a total of 2.6 billion dollars and shipped one product um <laughs> a lot of investors including google and alibaba group yep in december 2016 forbes estimated magic leap was worth 4.5 billion dollars in 2018, AT&T invested to be <laughs> That's a partner. good side. That's a so very good side. Yesterday, Roni Abovit, the founder and CEO, yeah. announced that they had raised a new additional $350 yeah. million fund at the same time announcing that he would be stepping down as CEO. Yeah. So the $300 million was definitely rescue money. They were out of cash. $350 million. Yeah. I think In this company pandemic. was burning money like crazy. They've bur- So they've burned almost three billion dollars and have one product that isn't for consumers to show for it and this remember this is the company do you remember that piece there was a piece in wired years ago with has this famous photo of him holding a piece of glass like it's, it's oh, just a piece yeah. of glass. and like the whole article is this fluff piece about nothing in particular where he's like yeah we have this like light field technology turns out it wasn't real we have this other thing not real like at this company I think was a great marketing vehicle. And so, I mean, like all of this is to say that like, I think all of the pieces for the Apple glasses exists in various forms in public today. Like you can kind of see that like North, you should look up Focals by North. It's a really interesting company, Canadian based. Um, they exist. There's the Snap Spectacles, which is the other end of the spectrum. There's HoloLens, which is a different, it's like another triangle. And then the fourth thing I would say is like, um, knowing that like magic leap exists like this stuff is the pieces are all there and you know what it is this magic leap thing it's it's almost sounds like that um that company that said that they were doing this this lab work testing yeah 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 it's theranos of ar uh, wow that is yeah. tight thanks really <laughs> oh my god theranos of AR. i love whenever theranos comes up except they're elite it's, so it's not illegal <laughs> yeah sure but like i mean they Got a whole bunch of money for a whole bunch of nothing. Yes. Not illegal, let's say underregulated, because like that's the reason Theranos fell is like it was in a regulated market the way that like tech should be. Yeah. And look, here's here's a take on uh, all of this. I think it's really expensive to do any of this. That's why Apple was interested. Like, of course, that is a pretty out there um, thing. I think like most like you, as you can see with Magic Leap, it takes two billion dollars to get this to work, and they haven't even gotten it to work. Even a, a, aside from the fact that they can't run the company in a meaningful way, um, but I, I would also say that like this, the there's two big challenges I see that the reason we haven't gotten there right now: a batteries. It's fucking impossible. Every all of these glasses things, you have to have some horrible thing somewhere. Like the Focals one is the most interesting because they. They bang the um, batteries in the side of the glasses like all the way back um, yeah. on both sides, which is really cool. So that's the big challenge. And the second thing is like the projection part of it. So like they all do different approaches to doing that. So like Magic Leap was like projecting into the lenses from the side. I think Focals does something like that. 
Google Glass had like the weird <laughs> prism, which was like a a decision. It happened. Uh, by the way, Google idea. Glass still exists. Yeah, it's as an enterprise like product. Yeah, like, yeah, people love it. And then the Hololens is another approach, which is like um, projection from three angles onto a, a layer in front of you, which I actually think is easier than anything else. So the thing is, what I liked about the Google Glass thing is that like uh, you could wear it without um, lenses in your glasses, but yeah. also with, yeah. which I think was pretty nice. Um, the thing is, I think I've tried on the ones from Snapchat and I think they have the battery like in the back of the um the back of the legs of the of the yeah. glasses but that makes them really weird and unbalanced. Yeah. And um I don't it's know very as, heavy. A person, as a person that wears glasses myself, I hate it when my glasses are heavy because they yeah. keep falling off my nose. And you're aware of them constantly. And you're super aware of them because the thing that you just said that they were like in the legs, kind of like in the front, I mean that makes them chunky, chunky, chunky legs. Chunk. Chunk. And my like my the sunglasses that I wear have very chunky legs, and I think that's fine because they're sunglasses and they're not meant for like seeing sharp. They are meant for yeah. making sure my eyeballs don't burn out of my skull. Um, but like when I'm wearing my normal glasses, I'm wearing them right now. They're like a light metal frame because otherwise I just get so annoyed by having a piece of plastic on my face. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just worried that there is no way to do this that you know would make sense for me. Um, Especially as a glasses wearer, that's interesting as well on its own. Like the fact that they have to convince glasses wearers even already wear this, <laughs> let alone everybody else who doesn't wear them. I have the exact same take about it. I so every version of these, including the rumors with Apple, is here's the base price. Here it is, an one hundred and fifty dollars more with your prescription in them, and mm. it's like you want glasses wearers because they're going to keep yeah, don't the make product them pay more. Exactly, like, I understand that it costs money to do prescription lenses. There's a huge trillion dollar industry around it, but I, you know, build it into the price for everybody. Yeah, I don't know how to deal with that, and also like it's everything that's bad about the apple watch as a as a device in terms of like so many skews so many like different whatevers like apple's really struggled to figure that out for years but even worse it's like here's 20 pairs of glasses here's like all the lenses like it's just the nightmarish yeah here's apple's problem and it's not something i'm saying apple needs to change it just is their problem right. apple is a hardware company first and foremost yeah and they want to make a profit on the hardware yeah so they're gonna charge more for those prescription lenses yeah this thing is probably going to cost three times the cost it takes to actually make them oh yeah apple right yeah and let's say google was making these they might choose to take a loss on them or just break even because they're gonna make money on selling your data right which and this might be different this time around because apple as apple pivots into services i do think there's something there like yeah maybe you have to use iclouds (laughs) well you have to have you have to have an iphone imagine yeah that's it exactly yeah it's a a premium upsell but imagine (laughs) i'm just imagining those iCloud is full of pop-ups on your glasses but i mean I mean, I mean, we talk a lot about privacy on this podcast, yeah. right? And like when something is living on your face and yeah. has like potentially cameras and 
um, microphones in them. Like I think privacy is one of the most important uh, parts of that. Yeah. And Apple um, is the one company that's uniquely positioned to do that. Yeah, but like I don't understand that. Like, I, that should that should be like the core of a product like that. I feel. Yeah, I agree. For and the funny thing company. is that you say that is I have been very close to buying like this Oculus Quest, this like standalone Oculus, a couple of times. Get it? Get it? Requires a Facebook account to use it. You can't oh. use it at all without a Facebook. Account. I don't have one. You literally can't even boot it up without a Facebook login. That's sad because it's a really good device. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I like. I don't want to rejoin Facebook to use a V. Right. Like, it's so weird the different approaches. Like Apple was like, "Do what you want. Like as long as you got an iPhone, whatever. Fuck you." Uh, Facebook is like, "You have to have an account. Uh, like we want to track you everywhere you go, so you can also yeah. be tracked with a camera on your face." It's gross. I don't know. Oh. I think I love this. All of this. I think my take would the take I wanted to rudely interrupt with was uh <laughs> that um i think that tech people in general are really bad at, like myself included at um guessing when things like this will come like uh, the last thing in my memory uh about this was like self-driving cars will like ruin the economy in 2020 no a pandemic did close enough i guess um <laughs> but uh that i think that's another 10 years away and i think that the glasses thing is in a similar thing where we've been saying every year for years that it's coming and i think i agree it's coming i think it's further than we think 2022 doesn't sound unreasonable to me this yeah, year well, sounds unreasonable to me yes um, but i think i mean the thing is um a, a lot of the the development that they do is before we see it yeah and then they'll bring it out, say, in like 2020. And then we should definitely compare it to the first watch, which was trash, or yeah. the first iPad, which was trash, exactly. or the first iPhone, which is also kind of trash. I mean, the, the first iPhone was revolutionary, but it was also kind of trash. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, like in, in hindsight, you're like, what the fuck was this? How, yeah, how did we even want this? But anyway, the thing is, I feel, I mean, we're going to go like... In, will probably not be good or anything we want to have the first like 10 years just yeah. like the apple watch but uh, the difference is i think in hindsight it was trash but compared to the market apple was usually really good at the time like I, when the apple watch came out i was like what the actual shit like all other smart watches were like those fitbit things and like the jawbone at the time and they showed this thing and everyone's like you put an OLED screen in your wrist. <laughs> um, and so it is interesting to think of that. And same with the iPad. When the iPad came out, you remember tablets back then? Holy shit. The iPad, the first iPad was great. It was but, great so and terrible. Say, <laughs> so heavy. We look at the first iPhone and there's a little construction noise on my side. So hopefully any of this is. <laughs> um, the first iPhone didn't have the App Store, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Like that's the next one. It was like, okay, it has 3G antenna which makes it better. But it was like, this one has the app store. It takes years. It takes and years. That was the, that was the thing that made it so attractive. And I, I'm curious, honestly, if it was ever intended to have an app store or if once they launched it, they were like, I don't think so. I think every time Apple is surprised by how people want to use it. And often that seems to be the case. It's the same with Apple watch. They were like, okay, this time it's got the app store. Nobody use the app on Apple watch. <laughs> I mean, that's a broad take, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's it's interesting the, to think about that. The first iPhone wasn't even available in Europe. No, same in New Zealand. I know people who flew to the US to get it. Oh, imagine same. that flying places right now. Hmm? Freddie, you totally remind me with that of what I think Apple should do 
and that I wish Microsoft would do outside the United States is they've got that Surface All Access where yeah. you can, like, you're leasing the Surface products for a monthly cost. I think Apple could bundle like watch, phone, laptop, iPad, or something. Just like I have think they're close. I do think they're close. I think so too. And it would be so cool to be like, okay, I'm a student. I want this student bundle. And it's like a MacBook Air and a, a, the big iPhone and a watch. And then yeah. Apple hooks people for, and, the, and they Google throw in it. like a year of <laughs> Apple Music, a year of Apple right. TV, and a year of Apple Arcade, right? Or whatever. Yeah, However, I mean, I don't know what other hell. service I'm missing, but I'm sure there's some. But I think right now their strategy is like, don't, uh, if by selling them separately over time, it doesn't look as expensive as it truly is. And I think that's the current play. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, take my take on the Apple glasses and I will eat my hat if they come out this year. Uh, <laughs> one, they're not going to release them in a world where there's a pandemic. It would be so fucking dumb because you have to go to a store and put glasses on your face. Come on, it's fucking delayed even if it was coming this year. That's my like broad-based take. Even next year seems risky at that point. Um, yeah, I think 2020 Especially, yes, I agree. Maybe. And especially considering that companies have canceled or delayed lesser risky products like the Surface Duo and the Surface Neo, the folding things by Microsoft for similar reasons. Like... I'm pretty sure those are delayed because people need to see them to get excited about them. Same with the glasses. Like every AR demo on stage is the saddest shit you've ever seen. Like, and, and like you need to go to the store. To, I think that will be the play. Honestly, um, it's, it works like that with every Apple product. Yes. Budget. But like every time when they release an, a new iPhone, even yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about the and design. You see this it in year. the store and you're like, ah, uh, it's shiny. I <Yeah>. Um, you mentioned, so now we're talking about announcements and stuff and I I realized that build happened and I don't really know what came out of that except for that, like open platform notion, live embed, fluid. And then I know that, um, dub dub got announced for being all remote. I'm so curious if they're going to like actually use the webcams and the Macs. It's also like almost a month later than it normally is. Yeah. It's interesting. Microsoft is the only big company that actually just went ahead with the original plan, basically like same date. And it was really well run. I watched some of it. I think a lot of it was like, it's build has always been a bit of an interesting outlier because it is, there's this whole crazy ecosystem of like .NET and like all of these like coding shit that Microsoft has that people just don't think are cool, but there's a billion people who do it. Um, And so a lot of it was that there's a lot of like cloud stuff. I think the things that I saw that were exciting is mostly around Windows and desktop stuff. Like it was like, hey, we're open source. We have these cloud coding environments. We have like, we are the place that developers go to get things done. And we have like pieces for all of that. Here's like peeks at like what's coming for, um, they gave like glimpses of this, the foldable stuff. And then, um, kind of going back to their roots on experimenting a lot more so like there's a spot spotlight search clone for windows that like microsoft makes now (laughs) and so i think it was more like hey you know we are the place that developers go like that was pretty much it and it was it was there was a lot of news that was i think that was maybe the bad thing out of it is like there was so many big small things that there was no particular one thing that stood out to me like it was just a lot 
So for myself and for the people that are less familiar with the Microsoft ecosystem, is this like WWDC where this is the developer event and then in the fall we get the new OS with all those things that were announced and shared? Like, do we get that Microsoft built spotlight likes universal search thing now or is that it's coming? Out now? Oh, okay. Uh, I think Microsoft is interesting because they do it really differently. So A, I would say that WWDC is actually a performative event for investors. Primarily, like it doesn't seem that good. Like in general, like the content is very polished. Like it's very like, hey, look, look at all the cool things, which is fine. Like it's a different strategy. But I think Microsoft's event is just like, it's polished, but it's like, here's all the shit that you, the people want to use. And here's our plans. But often Microsoft's cadence is really different. Like Windows is just getting updates every three months now. So I think, yeah, there's some forward looking things and they're like, hey, you know, this is coming. But the bigger OS stuff tends to be released or like previewed outside of this context. Like basically everything at uh, Build was available immediately for either like testing or like whatever. Did your microphone just completely fall off the stand on mute? That's beautiful. We have like video and I'm just going to describe the fact that Freddie is trying to screw her microphone back into the stand. I was just about to ask Freddie a question too, but I think now is not the best time. That was an incredible mute. We didn't hear any of it. Yeah. Um, Okay. I want to talk about your stack. So Product Hunt is not my favorite platform, but it exists. It exists. And they released a thing called Your Stack where you like stack things which is like you just like add them to your page of that you use and why and it gives you like i don't know a handful of characters i think it's like 200 something characters or 180 it doesn't matter it gives you a sentence or two about why you like it and it's mostly what i've seen on there is like software companies some hardware products are on there that's mostly it. I, Owen is on there as a product, so I could stack Owen, and it's like, why do you like to use Owen? <laughs> I think but, I signed up for this thing. Yeah. I saw someone that I follow that works at Product Hunt hmm. posted their stack, and I would clicked on it and was like, what's this? And I hit, like, join waitlist, and then, like, literally right. three hours later, I was added. Huh. So I have a Your Stack profile and I think it's pretty smart from a data play because like product hunt is all about like tools that people use. Yeah, they can see and what people are using before they get hunted, I guess. I think that what they're going for here is to sort of get an idea of um, which people use multiple tools. Yeah. So it's like Android people also listen to Spotify more because they don't have access exactly. to Apple Music. Stuff like that. They do. Like, Nobody Music wants to use it on Android. Android. It's not, it's pretty buggy. Um, stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. it's like a data play to then like cross with product hunt. Oh, the name is problematic. I know this is a bad take, but like the fact that when you say your stack, I'm like, it's not my stack. It's confusing. Your stack. It's got a little like uh, stack a of pancakes as yeah. the icon, which is kind of cute. cute, but it doesn't <laughs> really go. It doesn't really go with, like, the rest of the website. The whole time you've been talking, Zach. I'm sorry, but, like, Freddie <laughs> has been struggling to get a microphone made together. It's beautiful, and it's, like, dead silent. Are you alive, yeah. Freddie? Does it, it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, so... No? Shall we Shall we wait? I, like, I don't know if it's more I'll, well, I'll just explain stack and your stack, okay. and then we'll get Freddie on. So I stacked Squadcast, which we're using for the podcast right now to record it. 
And so on my page, yourstack.com slash at Zach Grosser, it says Zach Grosser stacked Squadcast.fm. And if you hover over it, you can see how many other people use this. So how many other people have stacked it? And then um, if you click it, it like there's these little self-generated pages. So if you add a web page, it scrapes the the normal data on the page, like the description tag and everything to build this little profile for the product if it doesn't have it already. So it pulls an image from its, you know, from the URL and all, you give it a URL and the name of it and that's it. And it generates a little like product page for each thing. And then like, it's got my little sentence on why I stacked it. And then you can like it or comment on it. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other thing where you write pro tips so it's like share your pro tips, have tips to share about, and then it lists a bunch of the things I stacked or other things in your stack, write a pro tip. Right. And so there's not like a feed where you can see all the people that you follow. And by default, you log in with Twitter and it auto follows everybody you follow on Twitter, Ooh. which I actually sure. like because oh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work. I, otherwise, Yeah, I don't want to do that work. Um, but if I go to the your stack homepage, it's just the there's a featured profile on the right and then it's just like a list of like recent things it thinks i should see Mm -hmm. so it's like i don't know this guy i follow on twitter it's his he's stacked something yeah also stacked by someone else i follow and then there's something i stacked a couple days ago and like the reply it shows me that someone replied to it there's a conversation around it i don't know it's kind of a social network based on like product recommendations. Yeah. I'm just texting Freddie because she can't. <laughs> so I think your stacks is interesting from that perspective. Like I like the idea. I often get asked like, Hey, what do you use? Yeah. And it is really hard to share that. Um, I have a page on my website. That's like what I use. I just don't know about maintaining it manually. Like I, I, I know there's probably no easy way. I wish there was a way to like integrate it with rescue time or something. Oh, interesting. So, hello, product hunt. Here's your roadmap suggestions. Anyway, <laughs> um, we have we have three minutes left. Did you ask want to ask Freddie something in particular? Oh, yeah, Freddie. What do you think of Clubhouse? <laughs> wow, such such how do you call it like bridge well no i'm curious because you brought up clubhouse pre-show i know barely anything about it enough to know that i'm not interested in learning more about it i know that you were also like i keep hearing about it i don't know what it is and you did a bunch of research Mm -hmm. so we should talk about it especially because we also talked about facebook's catch-up which is trying to steal some of that i i i think i want to like do some more investigation work later but like what i found like so the thing is there was this new app called clubhouse and i was confused about it because there was this other thing called clubhouse which is like a management tool or something oh yeah so oh, I, I worked was, with them so yeah. i was really confused i was like people really like this jira clone yeah i was like thinking why is everyone tweeting about like and they uh, have at at clubhouse as well like the the enterprise tool has it Exactly. So I was just like, I cannot believe that this management tool is so cool right now. What's going on? So I started diving deeper. Or actually, I didn't really think about it that much. And then um, I saw this tweet where someone pointed out that Facebook had cloned Clubhouse basically within weeks um, and tried to release it as if it's not Facebook that made it or did it. 
um, they did a sneaky thing where they made it put it under a different name or whatever. Um, so I was just like, well, if Facebook is cloning it, what is it then? Like, what mm. are we doing? Um, and it's quite interesting because so the whole quarantine thing has changed all of our social interactions. So obviously there's going to be people with money that will try to figure out the new way of communication or whatever. How can we be close when we can't be close? That's like the big question that everyone's kind of struggling with. Right. And everyone has their own ways of doing it. Um, But so clubhouse apparently is indeed like some sort of, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be like, a voice memo app but then they made it like as if it's really cool but then for some reason only vc twitter use it yeah well this is the no but this is like the worst thing about it yeah so the idea is that you can only be in clubhouse if you're invited so it's not really a thing that you can go onto the app store i guess and just download it i don't know how that works but i thought it was really weird you have to be invited to be on there uh, as like some sort of like an exclusive thing they want it to be dudes. like yeah it's full of white dudes so, that live in san francisco so so it's like dribble yeah but yeah less visual. even worse <laughs> less visual and, but dribble the, is full of not full of vcs that are white also like that's right but dribbles invite only so oh, that's crazy oh yeah you're right you're right um and they also make your uh, invites ex- expire. But we haven't. We ha- I haven't even used Clubhouse. But we should talk about like the mechanic. It's literally like, it's kind of this. It's a. It's like those Discord voice channels we've messed with a little bit. It's like you can yeah. hang out in a room and some people can talk and other you can listen. It's like a it's, live podcast. It's quite literally like being in um something like a video chat, like Zoom. Yeah, without... it's also ephemeral. That's the other thing. And like, it's async, I imagine. Uh no, it's synchronous. Oh, it's it synchronous. is synchronous. That's the I think what's okay, interesting wait. is like you can create a room that's like talk, and then like three people can talk, and then everyone else can listen, but they can't talk. And so it's like the voice channel in Discord we have where we've like had people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, listen. yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I think yeah. I think it's interesting. I just think like a bunch of VC dudes making that is not interesting. <laughs> wait, so let me get this straight. This is what I'm assuming based on yeah. what you just said. So let's say Mark Andreessen is on yeah. there and he wants to do a live call with um, Mark sure. Benioff. Two sure. Marks. So Sounds they do, exactly right. The, yeah, exactly. I was thinking of two white Marks in Mark San Francisco that own a billion dollars. They have a billion dollars. Um, so they want to have like a live discussion about, uh, I don't know, whatever billionaires talk about. And other people that have already gotten into Clubhouse because, yep. again, invite only can yes. listen. Yeah. Wow! You yeah, choose then, who can talk. Yeah, exactly. So boring. Exactly. So boring. <laughs> I like. I think. I think the idea has legs in general. Like maybe, especially. I, I think it has more legs during a pandemic. I think that honestly, uh, I don't care. It's <laughs> almost. It's almost like doing a live podcast with an audience that's there, and you yeah. can decide if you want to like join if someone is allowed to join in and talk or whatever. Um, but what I don't really so the core of this why I don't really like it is um, it. I, the the exclusivity exclusivity thing yeah. is something that like kind of fires up that FOMO thing again, yeah. right? And it's an not- age old technique. Yeah, and and which is one of the things that were like that's kind of like settling down through the whole 
uh, corona crisis thing. Like a lot of people are saying, oh, I, I feel less FOMO and whatever. For them to bring that back with a bunch of like white dudes is a bit weird. But then well, it's telling about how all of these invite only things end up. It's like they always end up full of white dudes because like if yeah. it's invite only, they're going to invite people like themselves. Like it's. Yeah, even their screenshots are really boring. They're just like six white dudes, most of them fat, and then one girl with a pink wig. Um, right, diversity. But the, but the thing is, so the thing is, Facebook immediately jumped on this and copied it. But it. next to that, like the other social media thing that's been uh, growing a lot is um, 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 House Party, right? Mm. Um, yep. which is a thing I used to use a lot in the beginning of lockdown, but not so much anymore because it's also kind of annoying and you get a lot of notifications from them, which is also annoying. Video call. Yeah, everyone's tired of video call, right? We're all tired of it. But also Facebook copied that too. <sighs> and they <sighs> call it so catch funny. up. And yeah. it looks exactly the same. It's the same sort of grid. Uh, the I only think- thing that they did better than House Party, which is weird to say, is um, they make it very obvious how to hang up yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, Facebook's photocopiers are really at full steam right now. Messenger Rooms is a clone of Zoom, which is actually not bad. Yep. And like, it, I think Zuck's entire strategy, other than being a shit human, is to just copy things quickly. Like, he doesn't really care. It just needs to be good enough to get enough people to use his thing instead of the other one. But That's I think it's weird strategy. because apparently they've been working on uh, on this uh, on the Rooms thing since 2017. Why did it take so long then? It's yeah. In, I feel like it's like they have these experiments that are lying around on the floor with nobody really working on them. But And then they're like, oh, shit. And they spend three months, like, get polishing it. Like, I think it existed before. Uh, I uh, th- So this is my take if I liked Facebook, which isn't the hmm. case. But to give them the benefit of the doubt here, Ketchup is a genius product. If you're trying to push Facebook portals. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's very true. Because Facebook portals don't have keyboards right. and to have a chat app that is non-text. Yeah. Is and I already yeah. like I very like very transparently like our friend Mac, he is very good at sending voice memos on <laughs> messages and yeah. he's a bit younger than all of us. Bless his heart. Uh, but he like I, I, seeing how he uses that kind of thing. I can see why it would be really popular. And I, I actually really like it as a mechanism for just like quickly like doing a thing um well and it's how a lot of younger people are using whatsapp and i think facebook facebook owns that so facebook can be like oh here's the pattern that we're seeing we added the voice memo thing into instagram dms people are Mm -hmm. using it so yeah why don't we make another product exactly i i I see how it happens i just like also fucking hate facebook yeah I, yeah, it's interesting. Honestly, like I think the most important thing here to say is Mark Zuckerberg has extremely bad takes in the last week. He's a he's a tool, and I know we need to hang up. Maybe we can talk about it next week. But um, the fact that he believes that Facebook shouldn't have to do moderation all of a sudden while doing moderation is like the most hilarious thing I've ever heard of. Um, yeah, and maybe he shouldn't be the dictator of Facebook alone. Okay, that was my entire take. I, I do have to go soon, but. I do want to say that speaking of Clubhouse and this concept of like influential, rich white guys talking and interviewing other influential white guys reminds me that Spotify uh, just got exclusive rights to Joe Rogan's show. And 
Joe Rogan's show is coming off of of YouTube entirely, which is it not only is it the most popular podcast in the world, it's one of the most popular YouTube channels. And so the rumor is that the deal was like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. What the actual fuck? Yeah. And at the same time, in preparation for this, I'd imagine I'd imagine this played a part in it. Um Spotify now does video podcasts. Yeah, I was going to say, are they going to do video podcasts? Yeah. Are we are we going yeah. like are we going back to like what is it like 2004 Apple shit? Zach has been talking about this for a while. Yeah, revision yeah. three. I <laughs> I, uh, I wonder how this is going to work in Spotify. Also, they have think- video support already. That's yeah. there. Like music videos are in there. Like it's yeah, it's, sure. All sure, the pieces sure. are there. Everyone complains about YouTube and how the YouTube app, when you lock your phone, stops playing music unless you pay for YouTube yeah. music or YouTube yeah. premium. And Spotify is first and foremost, the like you can right. lock your phone and listen yeah, to it. Cool. So I imagine the experience will be you could be watching your video podcast and lock your phone and it literally not matter. And that is an advantage, and I think, over YouTube. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I'm about to like leak something, but I'm going to just say it i'm pretty sure it was public spotify has been experimenting with live events for a long time anyway on video maybe that wasn't public anyway now you know it there's not um so like they they were looking into it at least last year and like video has always been on the roadmap so i can't imagine like they own soundtrack they own anchor like again the pieces are there um i hate that podcasts are becoming exclusives like i don't really i'm not a fan of joan rogan but i don't love that like now i have to use a certain platform to find a thing like i really hate that (laughs) yeah well i mean there's there's also a bunch of podcasts i feel that are mostly on youtube i do wonder and this is the thing i mean i love youtube i use youtube multiple hours a day i would say but there is things about youtube that i really 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 dislike and one of them is um how they censor things how they censor people, mm-hmm. how they've become like this very PC company that if you say anything a little bit edgy and don't bleep it, then you'll be fucked because they will demonetize you and they'll just basically, de- then they'll just make sure that no one sees your content, which I think is terrible because uh, YouTube feels like such a platform that is there where people can have like free speech or free press or at least mm-hmm. about things that are very normal to talk about. Like if you say anything about vagina, for instance, even in, in like a context of sexual health, you will be demonetized. There's a lot of things about how trans people and gay people are kind of like being targeted with ads that are anti-gay and anti-trans um there's there's a lot of like demonetization going on on people people's youtube channels that are gay and trans or are fighting for those rights uh i really wonder how spotify is gonna deal with this stuff like Mm -hmm. are they also gonna make people um censor themselves uh i was watching a video about um, and this is actually a really good recommendation. Um, this is there's this girl that talks about internet culture, and she was doing a video about um, Karen, mm. right? The meme Karen, right? Yeah. And she actually had to, or did, just to be sure, I'm not hundred percent sure, but she 
bleeped the word slur. Wow. Like, we're going What? that far. And there was, like, parts of the subject that she was like, I would love to cover this. But out. I know if I talk about it that my my video will be demonetized. So I wanted to talk about it. We I ran out of time, but we talked about it pre-show. I mentioned it pre-show is Nebula is this new network that is creator-owned. And it's a bunch of these YouTube creators that wanted to create a, a subscription site. Oh, yeah for the videos that has no algorithm and no monetization, no demonetization. That's their whole selling point is that it's a bunch of these people that make YouTube videos all the time that just banded together to make this mm. network. And it's $3 a month mm. because they, they have the, the, all these problems with you. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I mean, that there, there is a lot of issues with YouTube is, like evident but like i really wonder how spotify is going to do this and i do think there is like a, a little bit of an opportunity there for them to do something good and like also hopefully maybe do something from a more european perspective mm -hmm. because the idea of you getting demonetized because you said the word fuck or shit i think is um Yeah, I, I, I think that's very narrow-minded also for saying the word vagina. Like, come on, Google. guys. It's the like, same thing that, like, we didn't even talk about the Twitter thing. It's probably for next week. But, like, uh, Google just has no backbone on this stuff, I think. Like, they're just terrified of being sued, and they're just censoring everything. Yeah, honestly, it feels like I'm watching content that, um, that and we have to whisper about things that are very important. It's like anything on the Apple, like, TV thing. Like, they can't. Yeah. There's like, like no nudity because people are never nude. <laughs> is this is this a is this a Christian channel or well, what, what it, are we fucking Disney doing? That, like on Disney Plus, they like photoshopped the, the hair in a kids movie to like cover her butt because like butts aren't allowed on Disney Plus or something. Yeah, stuff like that. Like um, I mean, it drives me crazy. So I really wonder what Spotify is going to do there if they're going to be this person, that, this this club that now has exclusive things. Didn't they like fucking fight over Apple trying to make things ex exclusive and now they're doing it themselves? I really wonder what their logic is there. Uh, other than money, it's probably money. Uh, and I, they can probably easily logically leap to say that it's available everywhere. Yeah, sure. Right. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Yep. And on that note, it's time it's to time. wrap up. Join us in Discord. Cool. Please, please. <laughs> we're alone. I'm kidding. It's a good place to talk about the Spotify features that Owen just leaked. Um, it's better to talk about it there than publicly. So please join us in Discord. Yeah, and um, you can leave a voice message. And that's it. Great. See you on the internet. Bye. Bye. Bye.